Uh, they have a lot of work to do at wide receiver, but I still think they're one of the top teams, especially with Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP the past two seasons. So the Jets, yes, the New York Jets won last week against the Cleveland Browns. This is not Teddy Bridgewater. This is not Trevor Simeon. This is not Paxton Lynch. This isn't Brock Osweiler. This is Russell freaking Wilson. There's no wall in your hair. There's no way out. There's no way out. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? You are back here on Jake's Takes. Of course, this is a podcast presented by Tunnel Vision Sports. As always, I'm back. Jake Serrano here with you to take you through some of my takes to start your weekend off. Yet again, another Saturday goes by, and we are back, ready to get back in action. Uh, missed last week, but I'm back to uh, to do a show this week, and uh, we'll I'm continue from here on. Um I would like to say first, though, just to get it out there, so you know, catch your attention while you listen to the show. Um, if you're a student athlete, uh, athlete in general, or just want to be on the show, being interviewed, uh, get a feature out. I am more than willing to to write to get you an interview to get you on the show. So let's do it. Uh, contact my email. I'll be saying again at the end of the show if you want to just fast forward and get to that. Uh, but I'll say again here: S Jake uh, or at it's S Jake TV sportsstaff.com again it's sjake at tvsportsstaff.com that's why i was messing up there but um just wanted to say that first so if i can get get some you know if you if you want to look it, it not only helps me uh with crafting my writing but it also helps you uh in a sense where you know you're gonna get your story out there I'm going to promote it. You're getting out to a professional sports market. You know, we've, we've, we've shown our worth here at Tunnel Vision Sports, getting out there on the site. Uh, we're, you know, we're an affiliated media credit company here at uh, TVS. So let's get you out there. Let's get it going. If you'd like to get on, I'm more than willing to do it. That said, let's get the show rocking and rolling today. We have a few things to talk about. We're going to talk about some game previews today. Uh, it's funny because I this like I said last time I you know figured I should be a little more prepared last time when I wanted to do them raw but I actually decided to do them not raw but but in the moment again game previews because I started going over all of them and I said man this is gonna be a really long show I had all these stats and I'm like going over it and I'm like yeah this show's gonna be forever and um, I, I didn't really want to take that long so I figured jump along in there and uh, we'll have something fun I'm gonna be posting some graphics some voting some polls. I want you guys to, you know, jump in on it, get 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 your game picks set. I'm going to try and see if I can find a way how to do that. Maybe you can just send your game picks to me in my email and uh, see if you can beat me week by week. We'll be doing, I'll be doing this week by week. Um, no matter if there's a show or not, I'll be doing this week by week, you know, just in case something comes up. I will always be putting the game picks out from here on out, and I want to get that done. Unfortunately, uh, when I do put the podcast out, I can't put Thursdays out. So I will try and put the game picks out before Thursday and then just talk about them. Uh, again on for Saturday. So we got game picks today. The Jets. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it took this long for me to talk about this. Jets win against the Browns last Sunday. Finally, my reaction. Can't wait to talk about that. Fantasy football. What is going on in there? How's everyone else doing? I don't know, but talk about my teams in general. I just want to discuss that, make it a fun, light topic. And we're going to go over like the Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore. I saw that live on television. That was interesting. And I just want to give out my thoughts on that, give my game previews, and then we'll go final thoughts on there, and we'll wrap it up at the end. But here we go. So the Jets, yes, the New York Jets won last week against the Cleveland Browns, and 
31-230, the Jets got their win. And, you know, it was a back-and-forth game for a little bit. Um, the, the Jets, you know, 14-14 and a half. Uh, then the Browns start to pull away in the fourth quarter. And I thought, you know, Joe Flacco played well. The offensive line really protected him. For the most part, Max Mitchell, you know, they gave up that that uh, that end around Javion Clowney. He fumbled. So, I mean, I thought Joe Flacco played pretty well for the most part. Uh, obviously, at 300 yards, four, or 307, four touchdowns. Uh, you know, Brees Hall, Michael Carter, everyone's out there. Garrett Wilson, I actually started him in fantasy. And, you know, eight receptions, 102 yards. The uh, I think I believe it's the rookie, or the sponsored by Pepsi, so he's the rookie of the week for this week. Two touchdowns for him. And, uh, man, just a spectacular performance overall. Really, really made the, a pure comeback uh, when I thought that, and probably a lot of people, you know, after they tuned in, Really thought when they were down 30, 30 to 17 late in the fourth quarter when Nick Chubb goes in for that touchdown, all the Jets had to do was stop them. Uh, hey, the, the the Jets, you know, they get the ball back. Uh, they were resilient. They find Corey Davis. Joe Flacco finds Corey Davis down the sideline, wide open, waltz in the end zone. And uh, it's it's funny because when I was watching that game, I said, oh, man, 30 17. There's 150 left. Something in my mind said, ah, just leave it on, leave it on. But I was very busy, and I said, okay, you know what, I'm just going to – just going to tune it out. You know, we lost. Uh, give me a couple extra minutes to do what I need to do. Give me a little extra time. And all of a sudden, I see my phone start blowing up. Beep, 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 beep. You know, New York Jets touch, score a touchdown, score a touchdown. So, I, you know, I turn back around, and I'm like, whoa. Trying to throw the computer on, and here we go. There's an onside kick. I go, there's no way. There's no way they get this. And lo and behold, the New York Jets recover this onside kick, and here we go. You know, less than a minute in the game, and the New York Jets are, 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 are ready to head back downfield. And need one more score to win this game because Cade York on the last one missed the extra point. So all the Jets have to do is score a touchdown and get the extra point. That's it. And they win the game. So they're going down and, you know, that they are starting to pick up momentum and they are rolling. And you could feel it. You could feel the energy inside like the, the, the Brown Stadium was pretty much dead. And he whips it to Garrett Wilson in for the touchdown. And all he knew is kick the extra point. Kick the extra point, and now they just got to hold him off on defense. I mean, that whole scene was just spectacular. I've never seen, I haven't seen anything like it. It felt like it felt like the New York Jets versus the Cleveland Browns when Santonio Holmes, Mark Sanchez played them back in like, I think it was 2010, 2009, and they actually won an overtime. Santonio Holmes caught it from Mark Sanchez, ran it up from the middle of the field. I think it was like 50 or 60 yards, scored the touchdown, game ending. That's what this game reminded me of. And of course, it was against the Browns. Future version of that. Now we got Joe Flacco in there. Zach Wilson's hurt. Those are the young Garrett Wilson, one of the star receivers, first rounders. He has a touchdown. Now the Jets are ahead, and all they have to do is stop him on defense. And then goes Joe, Jacoby Brissett for, you know, eight yards, 10 yard run to get a first down. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go. The, you know, Cade York, you know, he just missed it. He's probably going to bounce back. He's going to get the field goal and all that they just did, you know, was for nothing. And then the next play, here we go for the first snap and only snap he had in that game. Ashton Davis comes out of nowhere, the safety and intercepts it for the New York Jets to end the game. And game over was for the, for the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets walk away from this game one and one, an absolute spectacular. Wanted to make sure I talked about that. It just was crazy. And then, of course, if Jack, if you're listening to this, gave me a phone call after the game, I just had to talk to somebody. I see this phone ringing. It's Jack. Well, we all know Jack Roll calling me up. Uh, we've had him on the show before and calls me. We're talking Jets. What just happened? You know, what is happening? What is happening? And uh, you kind of just got to, like, you know, take it in as a fan, uh, especially if you're a Jets fan. It doesn't happen often. And, you know, the way they were able to go about it and and make the comeback. It really shows true resilience. Had they lost that game, it would have been a completely different story. Uh, but just the fact that they were able to rumble and roll down like that in the last minute and 50 really says a lot. Uh, if they can play like that, 
the you know the next couple of games till Zach Wilson comes back and play like that the rest of the season, they're going to be a very strong team. I haven't seen that from the New York Jets in years, which was surprising. I and I think I saw a stat that came out that the Jets, the Giants, the Lions, and the Jaguars won the for the first time in the same day in like over like two thousand days or three thousand days or something like that, and like forever. Uh, last time was like 2016 or something like that. It is insane. It just tells you how bad each team has been for so long. Uh, but the New York Jets get that win. Overly excited about that. And uh, we'll talk about who they, you know, they're going to play the Bengals this week, so we'll preview that. Uh, but the Browns did make a comeback this week. They did play the Steelers 29-17. to They won on Thursday night. Uh, but the Steelers, man, George Pickens, that was a lot. You know, I didn't really get to catch much of that game, but George Pickens, oh, my gosh. If everyone's everyone saw that catch, even if you're a football fan or not, Everyone saw that catch, and um, it just just absolute parallels to uh, to Odell Beckham, and and you could just tell he's going to be a superstar in this league uh, once they get him rolling there over there in Pittsburgh. But the New York Jets, man, making some serious strides. Excited to see that young talent. Excited to see that resilience come back. Excited to see Zach Wilson come back when when he can. And and it's exciting time for the Jets. I know it's only one game. I know it was you know just you know maybe it was just a one time phenom, but. So definitely, you have to definitely something to be excited for if you're a Jets fan, um, and and really definitely don't be in a denial about it either. Like they want, accept that, take it in, and uh, and if you're a Jets fan, just relax a little bit. You know, if it's going to be a rough season, it's a rough season, but enjoy the wins while we can get them. And uh, you know, who knows how the season's going to go? You know, and always they say every given Sunday, you know, any given Sunday. So definitely want to and try and enjoy that as the Jets roll on 31 to 30 over the Cleveland Browns. Fantasy football talk. Uh, we run a super flex league with a couple friends. I run multiple leagues on ESPN. Uh, so I'm 2-0 and in one of my leagues on ESPN, 0-2 on my super flex league, which is which which means you can put a quarterback there, and 0-1 and one and one in the TVS fantasy league we have here at Tunnel Vision. Uh, but man, it's just crazy how like each team is so drastically different from each other. And uh, if you haven't joined on a super flex league, I highly encourage it because it's really interesting. I haven't done one before this year. Uh, definitely did not... Uh, expect any of my so Trey Lance gets hurt at Trey Lance on my team uh, a lot of guys have gotten hurt on my team which is you know kind of stinks and how do you really get around that in fantasy really search the waivers uh, but in leagues like this there's like no waivers so you really have to have a quarterback like all the quarterbacks went in the first round really an eye-opener for me I never really did one of these so now I'm stuck you know with Trevor Lawrence Alvin Kamara Edwards Hilaire Jeff Wilson Stefan Diggs like I have a good team but it's it's more based around quarterbacks. My quarterbacks are Joe Flacco, Trevor Lawrence, and Ryan Tannehill. So, I mean, take it as it is there. Uh, but 0-2 in that league, 12-man PPR league, kind of rough. So I'm actually going to put out my teams on uh, on graphics. I would like, you know, going to have everyone vote on them and see which maybe which fantasy teams they think is the best. It's probably going to be the TVS league. Maybe I'll leave that one out. But in TVS, man, I got, you know, Lamar Jackson's out there, Najee Harris, DeAndre you know, Swift, Michael Pittman. I'm I'm rolling in that one, one and one. I don't know who I'm playing this week. Oh, I'm playing Dylan Holt this week. That's right. Can't believe I forgot about that. So we'll see how that one goes. Maybe I can steamroll him, uh, but you know, you never know. I don't know. Dylan Holt. Let's see who he's got on his team. Josh Allen. He's got Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon, Michael Thomas, Marquise Brown, Travis Kelsey. Ooh, this is actually gonna be a tough matchup. Should be a good matchup. I have Kyle Pitts, Curtis Samuel, Jalen Waddle. So definitely that should be fun. But, you know, I just wanted to mention the Superflex League, really, because I just think it's interesting. I don't know how many people have done that. That will be another poll question probably put out, how many people have done Superflex Leagues. And you just kind of have to, like, weave your way through it a lot. I really didn't, you know, I play fantasy football for fun, but I didn't realize 
over the years, like how much more research you do, you do like a lot of work on here. It's almost like, like a mini job. Like you're just, you know, you're running your team and I know it's very strange. You just have, you just own your team, you run your team. And I, I know the process I've done it for a while, but you know, it's very consuming. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, if you win, you win, if you lose, it stinks. So, uh, but the ultimate goal is obviously the win, win that championship and, you know, have bragging rights over everybody. But fantasy football is super flex leave. Real, real tough, real tough stuff there. And, um, but we'll see if I can pull through on that. But that was just a short, quick topic. And I just kind of want to give my thoughts now on the Mike Evans situation. So last Sunday against the New Orleans Saints, obviously we know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won this game. Mike Evans lashed out against Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, They got into a scuffle. Both players got ejected. Mike Evans is now suspended for one game. The league called upon the Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, uh, to please, uh, they gave him a warning. And if, you know, further conduct continues, uh, he got a little animated during the, you know, no pass interference call. Uh, They will, there could be further strikes against the team and him. So I was just a wild scene. You don't really see that in the NFL. Like New York Jets game, like one of the New York Jets special teams players, you know, hit one of the Browns players and that was it. But you never really see like a full, like Tom Brady was getting into it with, with Marshawn Lattimore and then Leonard Fournette came over. And of course everyone's going to prep Tom. And then I, I'm pretty sure, you know, Mike Evans seen that and they got, you know, like a little something going on. Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans, Mike Evans comes and just, you know, absolutely destroys him, lays him down and they just get into a full fledged sight, send them both teams to the sideline absolute they're making tom brady break like three different tablets every year absolutely insane never seen anything like it before just you know because you know nfl it's not really that kind of it's not hockey they don't let them fight it was just crazy how both teams absolutely got in it and just an absolute dog fight really crazy and multiple you know players ejected suspensions fines and all that stuff is just just crazy never really would have thought i would have seen that live i had i put on red zone uh, just to see what was going on as the Jets took a break. And that was the first thing that popped up. Uh, so that was that was just absolutely wild. I never never really would have expected, didn't really expect to tune into that at all. Uh, just, just crazy stuff. Uh, other mentions I wanted to give today was, you know, in the WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces defeated the Connecticut Sun 3-1 in game 4, 78-71. So awesome stuff there. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. They win their first championship uh, in M- WNBA history, uh, they've never won before. I believe the last time they made it to the championship was in 2020, lost to Seattle Storm. So congratulations to them. Uh, Asia Wilson with the double-double that game, 14 assists, 11 points. Chelsea Gray led the team with 20 points. Great stuff. Uh, happy to see it for them. Winning a 3-1 to series. Las Vegas Aces pulled that one out. And, uh, and now the Sun are 0-4 in, WNBA, in the WNBA Finals. That kind of stinks. It reminds me of the Buffalo Bills, but not in a row. Uh, but there's been a lot of different stuff going on lately. And uh, definitely wanted to make sure I mentioned that. What should be interesting is is Carson Wentz going to face the Eagles this week. So we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but just a, the masses, a masses amount of stuff going on around uh, in the NFL and, and baseball. We'll, we'll talk a little baseball at the end. I know I don't I don't usually talk baseball. We're going to mention it uh, and, and all that good stuff. But I want to get... To the game previews, it's not it's not gonna long be a long show today. I expect next week's show to actually be a little longer. Uh, I have some good stuff planned next for next week, but this week I just wanted to get really talk about that Jets win, get some game previews out, and uh, we might we're gonna continue talking some more fantasy football. I want to continue some more fantasy football tips and tricks. Uh, I want to get more student athletes on the show, so all that good stuff. We're gonna get all that that rocking and rolling, but I want to give my game previews. That's really why I came on today. Really wanted to put those out. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna lose? Get my record out there. Let you guys rock and roll, and we'll analyze. We'll break down each game as we go. So here we go. 
So as we know, the Steelers and the Browns played Thursday night, 29 to 17. The Browns won that. Uh, so we're not going to cover that. Uh, and I would have picked the Steelers to win that game anyway. So, but that game's not important. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try and get these out earlier and then explain them on Saturday. I think that's the process I'm going to have to do. Uh, but let's, let's look at the standing so far as we hit week three in the NFL. The Dolphins are on top of the AFC East 2-0. The Bills are in second place 2-0. They're tied for first. Uh, the Jets and the Patriots tied for last place 1-1. Chiefs are first place in the AFC West 2-0. Chargers, Broncos tied for second. And the Raiders 0-2, surprisingly, to me, uh, after that awful, awful loss against the Cardinals. Uh, in week two. Then the AFC North, the Browns lead the, the North, obviously, because they played Thursday night. So they have that two and one. They have an extra game, obviously, on the record. Uh, the Ravens are one and one. The Steelers are one and two. And the Bengals are 0 and two as they take on the New York Jets this week after losses to the Steelers in overtime and losing last week to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. That was insane. Uh, and in the AFC South, surprisingly enough, the Jaguars lead the division. It's only week two or week three, but one and one, the Jaguars are on top and everybody else follows behind Texans, Colts, Titans. And in the NFC, the Eagles, not surprised, lead the ch charge in the NFC least 2-0 at the top. Giants, surprisingly, right behind them. Commanders and then the Cowboys at last place. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and then, of course, I want to mention, too, as week four rolls around, so after next week, next week's show, we're going to re-rank the power rankings for the preseason. And every, you know, quarter of the show, uh, a quarter of the NFL, we're going to re-rank. Uh, and I expect to also do uh, rookie grades in the middle of the season as well. So there's a lot of different stuff coming up. I expect to get more people on the show, different people, student athletes. I, I These are my, I have a lot of plans for the show as we go on. I'm excited about it. Um, but today's more of, you know, just just regular previews. But I'm trying to build trying to build up the show, be something real special in the next couple of weeks. And I'm really hoping I can get it done. But in the NFC West, the 49ers lead the, uh, lead the division after Jimmy Garoppolo came right back in. They're lucky they didn't. They are so lucky he's on a team. Uh, but Trey Lance broke his ankle. He's out for the year. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen if they lead them back to the promised land. If Jim, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Just, just keep Jimmy G at that point. I have no idea. That is going to be a wild scenario. Uh, but everyone else follows after that one on one Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks in that order. The Vikings uh, lead the NFC North. They are one on one. Not really. Everyone's tied for first place, I guess. Uh, you know, because everyone's one on one. The Buccaneers are two and zero at the top of the NFC South. Then it goes Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Saints one on one. Panthers, Falcons zero and two. So the games this week of Week Three: Bills, Dolphins. They will play Sunday at one o'clock, and. Even though the Dolphins had an amazing game, an amazing game against the Baltimore Ravens and, and a really an incredible comeback. Great stuff I saw by Tua. Absolutely, you know, just took the tops off of, uh, of the Baltimore Ravens defense. I do believe the Bills are going to at least take this one in the beginning. I would not be surprised if the Dolphins keep this up, split it. But I do think it's going to be a close game. I think the Dolphins defense, I like the Dolphins defense, even though they got torn up last week. The Bills defense, there's no Jordan Porter, and I don't think there's no Micah Hyde this week as well. I, I, I confirm that. But, yeah, Micah Hyde is out. Jordan Phillips is out. Ed Oliver and Dane Jackson. Uh, really, you know, prayers up to Dane Jackson. Really hope he's doing well uh, after that hit he took in uh, week two. But uh, some key guys out on defense for the uh, for the Bills. So maybe the, the Dolphins get it done with Jalen Waddell, you know, Tyreek Hill, Mike Gizeki. So this is going to be a really fun game to watch. I think people should tune in just because the Bills have been absolutely destroying you know, the teams in the past two weeks. I think this is going to be a really, really fun game to watch. I'm going to take the Bills in this one, uh, but I, 
I think it's going to be a great game. I'm going to go 38 to 35 Bills. Uh, they'll take this one in week three, but the Dolphins will be right on their heels the whole game. And if the Dolphins can play like they did against the Ravens and take advantage of the, some of these key players out for the Bills, this should be a fun game to watch. The Bengals and the Jets, they play Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, the Bengals 0-2. The Jets 1-1. Obviously, we talked about the Jets, but the Bengals, been having a rough time and outgoing for them the past couple weeks. Uh, losing to the Steelers, who that Steelers game was bad. Joe Burrow threw multiple turnovers. Oh man, and the offensive line can't seemingly protect him at all. Uh, there, there's this is going to be a very, very good matchup. The Jets with a resilient win. The Bengals angry, and they have a really good team trying to trying to find something. I don't think this is going to be a very easy game for the for the Bengals as much as people think it's just the Jets. Uh, but, you know, you got to remember, they did beat the Bengals last year when the Bengals were, I thought, were better, were, you know, were worse team than they are now. Why Why is this game? So this game is troubling to me is because just knowing the New York Jets and being a fan of them, they have a really good defensive line with, you know, Michael Clemens on that D-line. You know, some guys people haven't heard about, but Jonathan Franklin Myers, Carl Lawson from the Bengals, a former Bengal, uh, you know, Quinn and Williams, Sheldon Rankins, there's some really strong depth on this line. If 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 anything is a preview of what happened the past couple weeks, the Jets are going to get after it. And if they don't, the Bengals can win this game. But uh, I really like what the Jets have done the past couple weeks. Like Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed have been playing very well. And the D-line, man, is, is, is going to be something. So really going to be watching what happens in the trenches there. And on the other side, how can Joe Flack replicate for another week what he did against the Browns and really keep that up because the Jets are really you know unloading on the pass game. And last year, they destroyed the Bengals by dumping it off with these short screens, short passes, and a lot of running backs out of the backfield, getting catches, passes from Mike White. So how can the Jets kind of you know mosey their way through this game and really you know find a way to beat, beat... And it is a home game as well. So can the Jets find a way to beat the Bengals? I hope so. But they the Bengals... I, I, I just can't see them being 0-2 for this long. It's very strange. It, uh, they're just too good of a team with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, the revamped offensive line that hasn't played well. Uh, just It just it makes no sense. And, man, I, as much as I really think the Jets are going to win, is it logical? It almost seems like one of those games where like they're just going to get you know absolutely smacked by accident. But I'm going to go, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to take the Jets this week. I'm taking the Jets this week. I think if the Bengals start 0-3, I think, you know, sirens start going off over there in Cincinnati. I'm going to go New York Jets win this game. If they can play, please play like last week. If they can play like last week, the New York Jets will take this one. I think the Jets get 2-1. That would be amazing if Zach can come back. But the Steelers play well. Jets go 2-1. I'm going to say the Jets take this one 24-21. The 0-2 Raiders will play the winless Titans, Tennessee Titans, on Sunday at 1 o'clock. This is yet another interesting game as Ryan Tannehill did not play good last week at all. I'm going to just, honestly, I'm going to take the Raiders in this game because they just look like a much collectively better team at this point. I don't know what's happening with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Derrick Henry can't get going. Uh, There's just, like, no offensive production at all from the Titans. It's kind of concerning. Uh, with the Raiders, I mean, you know, unfortunately they couldn't stop, you know, Kyler Murray. Can I blame them? Not really. I, I but I think the I think the Raiders have a you know a better structure right now. They have better weapons, and I think they could pull it through. I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. 
27 to 17. And the Titans are just going to, if they lose this game, man, they're just going to have to figure out what's going to go on. And maybe we see a spotting of Malik Willis. That should be interesting. The, the Titans need something. And honestly, I'll be honest, if Malik Willis can come in here and actually, you know, come close to winning a game or like show flashes and get Derrick Henry going, because imagine trying to stop Malik Willis and Derrick Henry. Like that's, that's hard. Stopping Derrick Henry is hard on its own, but imagine stopping two runners in the backfield and then trying to stop the play action when you're up, up, up front. That could be deadly, and I could see Titans fans calling for that, uh, considering the fact they've been so good these past couple years, drafting Malik Willis, who people thought he was going to be a first-rounder. I could see a, a massive turnover in Tennessee if they can end up losing this game. Saints and the Panthers, they take on a 1 o'clock match on Sunday. Uh, the Saints, I'm going to take the Saints in this game. I don't. I think Jameis Winston and the, and the Saints are way better than the Panthers and Baker Mayfield, even though Baker looks pretty pretty good. Uh, they couldn't beat the Giants last week, though. Uh, I still trust the both defenses are very good. It's going to be a dog match again in the division, but I'm just going to take the Saints. They're they're a better team to me, uh, and they played. They're very they surprisingly lost to the Bucks, where I thought you know they could get another win, but they they'll win this game. The Saints will be either first or second in the division, most likely second. They'll take the win in this one. Another loss for a banker and the Carolina Panthers. I think the Saints defense will get after it. And uh, Chris Olave, I think he's going to get into it. Hopefully they can finally hit him on a deep ball, get him that, get him a touchdown because uh, they almost tried to hit him last week and couldn't get to him. But I think this offense is starting is going to start opening up. Hopefully Alvin Kamara plays if he's healthy. There's a lot of questions in this game, but I'm going to take the Saints. Saints 21 to 14. The Ravens and the Patriots play at 1 o'clock on Sunday. The, oh, boy. The Ravens, This I'm just going to say the Ravens now are going to win this game. The Ravens um, lost last week to the Dolphins, surprisingly, after having a huge lead. I think it was like 38-14 to 14 at one point, and they still lost that game. And uh, But I think they'll beat the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots have enough offensive firepower to even to, to try and do what the Dolphins did. And Lamar Jackson's going to have a, a field day out there uh, against against this New England team. I'm going to take the 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 Ravens in this one, 31 to 20. Lions will take on the Vikings at one o'clock on Sunday. The Lions have surprisingly been playing very well. The Vikings, of course, Kirk Cousins couldn't pull it off in prime time again. Uh, but the Lions, man, they've been making some serious strides. Dalvin Cook hasn't really been able to get going. This offense, you know. Was was startled on Monday night against the Eagles for the Vikings. The Lions have been playing well. Jared Goff has been playing well, surprisingly. Uh, so there's a lot of good things for the Lions right now. The Vikings, they need to get out of like a weird little primetime funk they were in. I think this is going to be a really good matchup. Like even though it's just Jared Goff uh, and DeAndre Swift, and I don't know, it's just like not too many flashy names there. Uh, but I guess the Vikings are the same. You're looking, you know, Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff, you know. Uh, but 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 who's going to be at the better match in this one? Well, you know Justin Jefferson. They got to get him going. Uh, you know Adam Thielen, uh, Dalvin Cook. Can we see something from him? Uh, I'm going to take. I feel like taking the Lions in this one is a really good choice. I'm going to take the Lions in this game. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to take the Lions to get this away away win and surprise the Vikings. Uh, just because I haven't seen like a lot of good good work from the Vikings lately. Uh, just, just truly disappointing. It's, it's really what's hitting home for me is Dalvin Cook hasn't been playing well in fantasy. It's really what it's been. But uh, I, I really hope the Vikings can get into it so Dalvin can get some points in one of my leagues, even though I just traded him away in another one. Uh, I'm going to go Lions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the sneak one. I'm going to go Lions, maybe if it's not too sneaky, if it's not too obvious. But I'm going to go Lions anyway, get the away win, and they'll go 2-1. Uh, what the score will be? 
I think I think this will be a really really nice matchup. I think it will be a really good you know traditional good game to watch. So I'm gonna go 24 to 21 Lions. The Eagles will take on former quarterback Carson Wentz in a Sunday showdown matchup, one o'clock. And Carson Wentz has been playing very well for the Commanders as of lately. He's actually like on the top passing leading board, I think passing yards for the league. Uh, but the Eagles will take them on after destroying the 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 Vikings in Week Two and and beating the the Lions in Week One. The Eagles are a very strong team at this point, and I think they'll just keep it rolling over the Commanders. I think Carson Wentz will have a really good game, and uh, it's 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 really interesting. So he's going to be going up against the guy who they drafted, who ended up taking over his job, and now traded over the Colts, and now traded to the Commanders. Should be a really fun storyline to watch. But I'm going to go Eagles in this one. They're just the better team. Uh, Eagles will win this 27 to 13. Did I say 13? 27 to 23. Chiefs, Colts. I think the Chiefs, uh, I don't know what happened to Matt Ryan last week, to be honest. They haven't won in Jacksonville. The Colts haven't won in Jacksonville in like 10 years or whatever it's been. It's been forever. Or 2014. Maybe it was like eight years. It's it's been it's been an awful drought. I can't even believe this that I heard that stat. Absolutely insane. Uh, they they need to find a way to bounce back. They're o one and one. Matt Ryan led team. Nope. Michael Pittman last week. Hopefully he plays this week for the Colts. But I don't know what's going on. You know, no, you know, Jonathan Taylor need him going. Matt Ryan just played awful last week. So really like no production for this team. So that really doesn't give me any hope to pick them. And uh, if this game's at is it at Arrowhead? Uh, oh, okay. Well, it's in Indy, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kansas City. I mean, even after losing Tyreek Hill, they still look a really like a really complete team. Clyde Edwards Hilaire's playing well. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and I can't go against Patrick Mahomes and against the Colts, who just lost. Oh, you know, twenty four to nothing. I'm gonna go Chiefs. For me, it's just an easy choice, and I think a lot of people are. And if I'm surprised, I'm surprised. But uh, but Chiefs, Chiefs in this one. Phew. If it's anything like I saw last last week, and if there's no Michael Pittman, it's going to be a 31-17 type day for the Chiefs. Texans-Bears. Bears lost to the Packers on Sunday night. Not surprised. Uh, but the Texans, they are, I think they're the they winless. Texans sure are winless. Uh, and 0-1-1 as well. So they'll take on the Bears. Who's going to win this game? I feel like I have to give it to Justin Fields at this point. But I don't know. The Bears... The Bears are, ah, I don't even know how to describe the Bears at this point. Both teams are not, are not just not going to be good this year. It's just a matter of who do I think is going to win at this point. Uh, Justin Fields has a lot of good talent. Defenses, uh, ooh. Chicago Bears maybe without Ray, Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson versus the Texans. Uh, what does that say for both of these teams? Who do I want to put out? I mean, like they haven't been winning games. I mean, they scored what ten points against the against the Packers, and they didn't score much against the the Forty Nineers either. Either, even though they won that game, I'm gonna go. I don't really feel like this is gonna be a very high scoring game either. I'm gonna go Bears win this one. I don't think it's gonna be a high scoring game, so this, this is a game they could win. Bears win this one, twenty to thirteen. The Jaguars take on the Chargers Sunday at 4 o'clock. Uh, the Chargers, oh, is Justin Herbert going to play? He had that rib injury at the end of the Chiefs game where they tried to make a comeback but couldn't do it. Uh, the Jaguars, 
And Trevor Lawrence played so really well with Doug Peterson at the under the helm at a head coach last week against the Colts, shut them out. Uh, so what is the verdict for this week? Chargers, if they can, Chargers can, if they have Justin Herbert, it's a win for the Chargers. No doubt in my mind. Uh, I thought the Chargers defense would be a little more tightened up at this point. But I'm going to go Chargers in this one. Granted, Justin Herbert plays the game. So I'm going to take Chargers for the win. Granted, Justin Herbert plays. But I I don't know. From what I saw last week at the Jaguars, if they can keep that up, they're going to meet him for a really nice season. Whether they go to the playoffs or not, uh, I'm not saying that. But they're, they're, if they can continue to play like last week, that would be awesome. But I think Justin Herbert's just a, just way, way too good not to, lo- to lose this game. I'm going to go Chargers in this one, 28-21. to 21. Rams and the Cardinals, another divisional matchup Sunday at 425. The Rams up and down for them. Cardinals up and down for them. But they did get that comeback win against the Raiders last week. The Rams lost week one, but won week two. So what is the verdict for this week? And the Rams almost lost against the Falcons last week. Still held on. Can the Cardinals beat the Rams? I don't know. The Rams don't feel like the same team right now. The Cardinals, you know, trying to... You know, make something happen, losing the Chiefs week one and making a comeback week two. I'm gonna go the I think the Rams will 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 show dominance in this game. They still have Matthew Stafford and they still have that pretty much of the core of the Super Bowl team. And uh, you know, Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. If they can, you know, just formulate a solid plan against the Cardinals, they'll win. But again, last year the Cardinals beat the Rams earlier in the season, and I think they'll split this series regardless. I'm gonna go Rams in this game. 31 to 28. I think it's going to be, you know, a really good game. I think both offenses are going to get after it. And uh, if the Cardinals win, the Cardinals win. I won't be surprised. But Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford, they're going to go after it. Rams win this one. Packers, Buccaneers, a game that I'm actually excited for this week, which is going to be Sunday at 425. They should have made the Sunday night matchup, but it's okay. Aaron Rodgers will take on Tom Brady. Uh, Just juicy storylines there that they should have made the Sunday night matchup, but it's okay. It's okay. And uh, so the Buccaneers, who struggled last week, who have been struggling the past two weeks, uh, but still pulled out wins. Uh, defense played solid, but Tom Brady, can't, they can't get too many points on the board. Would they get 20 last week and 19 the week before? So, you know, we'll see what the Buccaneers can produce, but, the you know, after the Packers got, you know, shellacked, <laughs> for lack of a better term, on week one, they pull back, on, you know, on week two. They Aaron Rodgers wants Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to get more involved. If they, the Packers can finally fi- for, find some type of formula, because the, the receivers for them, they're not getting too many balls. It was like four or three when I saw stats, two catches, four receptions, three receptions. It was like nothing. And then somehow Aaron Rodgers pulled out a win against the Bears. Packers, Buccaneers, both defense solid. I think both these teams are revert to the running game, but I think the Buccaneers just have too much of offensive firepower to lose this game. So I'm going to go Bucks. But I, I still think this is gonna be a really good game, even though like you, you look at it on paper and you're like, wow, the you know the Packers really don't have much. But I, I think this is gonna be a, a very solid game. I, I feel like I should take the Packers, even though the Bucks on paper look. I'm gonna go Packers. Screw it, I'm taking the Packers in this one, even though the Buccaneers look better on paper. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, just you know, and Aaron Rodgers, just it's just like I don't know, it's fathoms to me that that they'll they'll pull us out with a good defense. I'm gonna go Packers, pull this out, 28-24. Falcons and the Seahawks. I'm sure a game everyone's excited for. 425. I'm just kidding. Uh, 425 on on Sunday. No disrespect to me like that, but uh, the Falcons will take on the Seattle. You know, obviously, Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota. The storylines aren't as juicy, so I was just you know. But 
Geno Smith's going to have to try to make a comeback. He actually did beat the Falcons in, uh, I don't know if it was Monday night when he was with the Jets oh so many years ago. Uh, but the Seahawks will take on the Falcons. And I want to say that the Seahawks should win this game. But I don't know. There's just like two random teams. Can the Falcons, the Falcons always mess up trying to make a comeback. It's just like a Falcon way at this point. Can Seattle get on the board? Can they score points? Uh, even though they beat the Denver Broncos week one, I was like I said, I talked about the game, and I wouldn't have said like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they won, and I didn't wasn't surprised it was a close game because they know that team, they know Russell Wilson, uh, but I'm gonna go Seattle in this game. They'll beat the Falcons. Geno Smith will get a win, twenty three to twenty. 49ers and Broncos is actually the Sunday night matchup at eight twenty. Uh, the Jimmy G will be playing Russell Wilson on Sunday night, so. Can the Denver Broncos get a win with Russell Wilson? And I don't know. Jimmy, it's weird that now it's like a whole different story that that Jimmy G is is now there. So the so the Broncos beat the Texans last week, or not that who not the Texans? Excuse me. Yes, the Texans, sixteen to nine last week. How did Russell play? I didn't watch the game, so I really need to look. Russell, two hundred nineteen yards, a touchdown, and interception. I, I Cortland Sutton's been playing well, so Jimmy G versus the oh, wow, this is a tough game. Actually, this should be a really good game if Sunday night. Debo, I think I expect Debo. Jeff Wilson's going to start, so I you know running back for the 49ers. I expect Debo to actually play a lot better, considering the fact you know what we've seen from last year. He's a multitasker, but would he play with Jimmy G? So you kind of know what we're going to get out of him. Uh, but I don't know. I expect Russell Wilson and the and the Broncos to get this win. Like on paper, you expect them to win. But I don't know. Today it feels like I expect a lot of these teams to win, but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I'm going to go with like the 49ers get a win here as Jimmy G like gets on a roll and they'll beat and they'll take down the Broncos on Sunday night football. Uh, surprise, surprise to many. And uh, and like Debo and like all these guys will tear it up. That's just my just my theory. Like I'll, you'll never know. I never know what's going to happen, but I got to make these game previews for you some fun somehow. Uh, but I, I, I think that sounds like a really good strategy. That they'll take down the Broncos in this one. Jimmy G will go on a roll, and Jimmy G is back, and he'll you know he'll take these 49ers to promise them or something like that. I don't know, but uh, but it, I I feel like I shouldn't underestimate Russell Wilson this team. Like I said, the Broncos are a very strong team, but I'm gonna go. I feel like really brain logic tells me Broncos. Brain logic tells me Broncos. I'm gonna go 40, 49ers in this one. I feel like just feel like the storyline's good. Jimmy G takes down Denver. And Russell Wilson in, in a very good game, uh, 27-24, 49ers. The Dallas Cowboys take on the New York Giants Monday night as Cooper Rush takes on Daniel Jones. Uh, wow, a super matchup all fans have been waiting for. Cooper Rush versus Daniel Jones. Surprisingly to me that I can't believe Cooper Rush played so awesome last week against against the uh against the Bengals. I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati. Crazy, crazy stuff. The Cowboys versus the Giants. The Giants are 2-0. What? Uh the Giants, there's no way the Giants lose this game. Come on, Daniel Jones, Saquon. There's no way they, they I weirdly enough, I feel like the Giants are gonna start out 3-0. There's there's no way they can lose against the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Can they? Can they? Is it possible? Uh but I'm gonna go Giants here. I love I love the rebirth of Saquon. I think it's awesome. Can Daniel Jones play well and be the first round pick? He was. I think he can in this game at least. And uh, but the defense is just so good for the Cowboys. Can they can they get past that? 
I think it's going to be a dog-eat-dog type of game. Uh, and if they shut down Saquon, it's going to be all Daniel Jones. Uh, screw it. I'm, I'm going to go the other direction on this. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. Cooper Rush actually takes down the Giants. It's even more embarrassing for the Giants. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game at all. So I'm going to go 23-17 Cowboys. And I believe that wraps up the game previews for the week, which takes up, honestly, most of the show, surprisingly. Uh, but I want to get to my final thoughts now. So, obviously, final thoughts is any last thoughts before the show. Uh, I did want to mention in MLB, the Yankees, Aaron Judge, 60 home runs, 61 ties the AL East record, Roger Maris, set back in 1961 for 37 years. So that should be exciting. 37 years of a, of a record held, and it seems like Aaron Judge is going to break it. Uh, can he reach 70 and break the break the you know the all-time record? I don't know, but uh, but I've been watching this very closely, been covering it the past few weeks, and I'm very interested to see if he can get that done. The next thing on my list actually to talk about is the Super Bowl halftime. So Pepsi steps down from the Super Bowl halftime because I feel like we should have gotten a, an announcement like who was going to be halftime. So then I fell down in the news. Apple Music is actually going to take over, which should be cool. Curious who they who they're able to bring in. Uh, Pepsi was like you know just basically said in a statement. I don't have a quote for quote, but. Uh, basically wanted to step aside, let like let the new generation come in. And so Apple Music is the new sponsor for the Super Bowl halftime show. So I'm going to wrap it up right now. So thank you for joining me today on another edition of Jake's Takes. I'll be back next Saturday to provide more of my takes, as we all know. Uh, but remember to visit Television Sports at tvsportsmag.com. Follow our Instagram at TunnelVisionSports underscore and our Twitter account at TV Sports or at underscore TV Sports. And don't forget to follow the Jake's Takes Instagram account, Jake's Takes TVS, for everything you need podcast-wise. Did want to mention, contact my email at sjake at tvsportstaff.com to join the show, ask questions, or request an interview or feature. I'm more than willing to do it. Uh, if you're a student athlete, like I said, it not only helps, does it help me, you know, continue to, you know, craft my skills, but it helps you promote you, the athlete, get your story out there, uh, obviously on a professional sports outlet media company here. Uh, but don't forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button, leave a like, comment, rating on the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, I'm Jake Serrano signing off. Thank you once again for listening. And remember to keep up with all your sports needs with Tunnel Vision Sports, a positive shift in sports media. We get it popping, homie, day and night. Day and night.